0: When I feel wronged, I can contrive hundreds of reasons against forgiveness. He needs to learn a lesson. I don't want to encourage irresponsible behaviour. I'll let her stew for a while, it will do her good. She needs to learn that actions have consequences. I was the wrong party. It's not up to me to make the first move. How can I forgive? if he's not even sorry. We have to readily admit that forgiveness seems unfair. Hinduism, with its doctrine of karma, provides a far more satisfying sense of fairness to our human minds. However, Gandhi is reported as pointing out that an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth will lead the, to the whole world being blind and toothless. St. Augustine said, resentment is like taking poison and hoping that the other person dies. And so is C.S. Lewis made this remark, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. The theologian Lewis Smedes wrote Forgiving does not erase the bitter past. A healed memory is not a deleted memory. Instead, forgiving what we cannot forget creates a new way to remember. We change the memory of our past into a hope for the future. Finally, We have the greatest statement on this topic in the Bible, the highest example of forgiveness. When he hung on the cross, condemned to death by evil men who plotted to murder him, who produced lying witnesses to convict him. As he surveyed the howling mob, assembled to cheer his suffering, Jesus, Son of God, In his dying moments, uttered words that still ring out across the centuries. We read in Luke 23, verse 33, When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified Jesus there and the two criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Forgive them, Father, they don't know what they're doing. Many of us would say, if only the people who hurt me would show some remorse, some sorrow, then maybe I would forgive them. But in reality, we use that as an excuse to continue in our bitterness, our anger, and our desire to get even. Consider Jesus on the cross. Those few words sweep away all of our shabby excuses. No one seemed very sorry. Even as he said those words, the crowd laughed, mocked, cheered, cheered. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, taunted him. And when he died, the people who put him to death were quite pleased with themselves. Pilate, washed his hands of the whole sordid affair. The Jewish leaders hated him with a fierce irrational hatred and were happy to see him suffer and die. And the forces of darkness had done their work and the Son of God would soon be in the tomb. No one said, I was wrong. This is a mistake. We were such fools. And yet he said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And that is precisely what we must say if we are going to follow Jesus. We must say it to people who attack us and hurt us deliberately and repeatedly. We must say it to those who casually and thoughtlessly wound us. We must say it to those closest to us, to our husband or wife, to our children, parents, to our friends, to our neighbours, our brothers and sisters, our fellow Christians. Forgiveness is difficult in part because we don't understand it properly. In some ways it's easier to say what forgiveness is not than what it is. And this is important because sometimes when we say we can't or won't forgive, we're not really talking about biblical forgiveness. I'll list a few things that forgiveness does not mean. It doesn't mean approving of what someone else did or making excuses for other people's bad behavior. It doesn't mean overlooking abuse or remaining in an unsafe relationship. It doesn't mean denying that others tried to hurt you repeatedly. It doesn't mean letting others walk all over you. It doesn't mean forgetting the wrong that was done. It doesn't mean that you must restore the relationship to what it was before, as if nothing ever happened. It doesn't mean that you must tell the person that you have forgiven them It doesn't mean that all negative consequences of sin are cancelled. So what can we say that forgiveness is? Remember the last line of the reading, Matthew 18, verse 35. Jesus concluded, This is how my Father in heaven will treat every one of you, unless you forgive your brother from your heart, so forgiveness is essentially a matter of the heart. Lewis Smeads says to forgive is to set a prisoner free and discover that the prisoner was you. Ultimately, it means taking Jesus seriously when he said in matthew five forty three you 've heard it." said that love your friends and hate your enemies but now I tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you and this is a high standard so high that without God it's impossible and that's why Smedes calls forgiveness a miracle he's right total forgiveness is nothing less than a miracle of God And it's the miracle we desperately need to seek out. I'll end with two final thoughts. The first forgiveness is not an optional part of the Christian life, it's a necessary part of what it means to be a Christian. If we're going to follow Jesus, we must forgive, we have no other choice. And we must forgive as God has forgiven us. Freely, completely, graciously, totally. The miracle we have received is a miracle we must pass on to others. Martin Luther King said that forgiveness is not an occasional act. It's a permanent attitude. And Philip Clancy wrote, Because it goes against our human nature, forgiveness must be taught and practiced. Second point, we will forgive to the extent we appreciate how much we've been forgiven. The best incentive to forgiveness is to remember how much God has already forgiven you. Think of how many sins he has covered for you. Think of the punishment you deserve that didn't happen to you because of God's grace. William Blake wrote that the glory of Christianity is to conquer by forgiveness. Release them and you will be set free. We need two things. Soft hearts, and courage. Some of us have been deeply hurt by things others have done to us. People have attacked us, maligned us, abused us, physically assaulted us, ridiculed us, humiliated us. And they've done it deliberately, repeatedly, viciously. In response, we choose to become hard on the inside to protect ourselves from any further pain. But that hardness makes it difficult for us to hear the gentle call of the Holy Spirit. We need soft hearts to hear his voice. That hardness makes it difficult to move forward. That hardness can only be overcome through prayerfully wrestling all our hurt, anger and bitterness to the foot of the cross to let go of, and let the miracle of God's forgiveness take care of, and then we need courage. Holy Spirit-inspired courage. Timid will never forgive, only the brave will forgive. Only the strong will have the courage to let go of the past. How far are you and I willing to go with this forgiveness business?